You're listening to HR After Hours. <laughs> One more time. Let's do it again. Well, let's spend another week in the Twilight Zone where you can call me Rod <laughs> Hannah Hampton. How the heck are you doing in these crazy times? Well, I, I guess I could say it was as good as expected. I think everyone's kind of in the Twilight Zone. That was a great uh, beginning because it's we are stuck in the Twilight Zone. And that is, to, for our listeners, my favorite TV show of all time, the original uh, 1959 series, uh, Twilight Zone. But, yeah, as good as can be expected. How about you? I'm doing okay. You know, it's funny is I did choose that opening because uh, knowing that you're a big Twilight Zone fan. So as a super fan, I don't not only, you know, the original is my favorite, obviously, but I have watched the 80s uh, reboot. I watched the early 2000s reboot and I've watched the uh, 2019 reboot. So uh, super fan. Just for all those listeners, so if you ever want to talk about the Twilight Zone, come talk to me. <laughs> well, I don't need to talk about it. I think we're all in the middle of it right now. But yep. let, let's try to do a little bit of business as usual. Sure. And let's talk about, uh, I know you have an HR update, and yeah. this is some information that we've all been waiting for. Yeah, so, I mean, I think, obviously, everyone has been just tuning into the news and the Families First Coronavirus Response Act was passed. So make sure that you are spending some time uh, taking a look at that. One of the things I want everyone to be aware of is there is a poster that needs to be posted in your office. So you can find that um believe at the Department of Labor, you should be able to find information about the poster. Now, if you're like me, my company is fully remote right now. So you may also email the notification to your employees or you can put it in the mail as well. So uh, you just need to make sure that your employees are notified about the FFCRA, the Family First Coronavirus Response Act. Now, please know that the paid leave provisions of this Act will go into effect on April 1st. So to some of you, that might be this coming Wednesday. And to, if you're a late listener, it might have been uh, a Wednesday ago. So April 1st. Uh, so specifically, the guidance states these provisions apply to employers with 500 or fewer employees for leave taken between April 1st and December 31st of 2020. So this um, sunsets December 31st. Uh, this year, so at the end of the year. The Department of Labor has created a page of Q&As about this act, so spend some time uh, perusing the Q&As. I think that they're really good. I know that I just spent some time looking at it this week. So, uh, But again, we want to make sure that you're notifying your employees, so post the poster in your office or get that out to your people as soon as you can. And so for clarification, because this is mm -hmm. one of the most frequently asked questions in the last week as we've been waiting for this, is mm -hmm. like you said, it goes into effect the first. It is not something that quote unquote retros, but Correct. at the same time, employers have freedoms to give their associates, you know, any benefits they want in advance as far as paying sure. for part of their insurance leaves. I mean, the employers, I mean, can still be more generous or gen or generous by acting early you know, right. or there's no penalty for acting early etc correct it just makes you a good person yeah that is correct you know um 
the provision provides up to 80 hours of paid sick leave and that kind of uh, the FMLA piece kicks in after 10 days. So it's, it's basically that 80 hours of sick leave is supposed to cover those, you know, first two weeks. There are uh, some partial leaves for various things. And there's basically there's different areas, like different boxes you would have to check to get various levels of the paid leave. So that's again, why I recommend taking some time to review the poster go to the Q&As and really learn the intricacies of the act so that you're able to apply it properly. Outstanding. Well, we appreciate that, Hannah. And definitely we'll keep our listeners informed of as much as possible, as early as possible. And we may even add some links to this podcast so you can always go back and check our page. So the other thing that I have heard a lot and even been in the middle of, our spouses listen to our podcast or at least claim they do so but i know a lot of people have uh had a rocky first week or first couple of weeks just adjusting not as much to getting a home office set up but really what i'm hearing and i'm getting questions about and i've had people reach out to me directly mick can you help me not kill my significant other (laughs) now that i work and live with them yeah (laughs) And I said, well, it depends how deep the root of your problems were before being quarantined together. But from a working at home, when you have a significant other that also works at home. So if you're a part of a household with both of you working and both of you are currently working from home, it can be tough, right? I mean, we've all had our moments. And I think about like my friends. I mean, I, I look, I I live in a big city. However, I'm I'm kind of in somewhat of a suburb. It's kind of hard to explain. But I think about my friends who cohabitate in, in the cities who you don't get a lot of square footage. So sometimes, I, you know, I have the luxury of having my own office. But what, what do you do when your house is, or your apartment or your condo is too small where you can't get away from them? <laughs> oh, exactly. I mean, I have a co-worker who is downtown Manhattan in a tiny apartment on her own, and she's going stir crazy. If she mm-hmm. actually lived with her significant other, I think it'd be like Thunderdome. Two come in, one walks out or, yeah. or limps out. Uh, I have a couple tips, rules, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them, that uh, I think are really helpful. And I think we'll definitely keep communicating updates and as things are, as we come up with ideas that might help or answering emails. But I've got a couple that I think are essential. You And, and Hannah, by all means, off your most recent experience, you can jump in with anything you have. I'm going to call these two big things to help you uh, not be charged with murder. Uh, during this <laughs> so here's the big one. And this sounds obvious, but I'm going to give some a couple of specific examples what I mean by this. So the big one is if you are now cohabitating a space where you're both working from home, the most important piece other than selecting the area where you're going to work from, because that's first off, don't mm-hmm. you can't just say my laptop, I'm going to work part of the day in bed and on the couch and do this. That'll work. That works when you're sick or, or maybe yeah, a week at most. I don't but, recommend working from bed. That should be your place for sleep. That should be your place to recharge. You really want to separate those. Don't I mean, even if you can't, sometimes you'll have to work in their bedrooms, but don't work in your bed like that is your place to recharge and to sleep. And you want you want to have some boundaries. Boundaries. That's exactly where I'm going with this. I mean, I have been 
accused of mansplaining every once in a while. So I do want to say that's not what I'm about to do here. Dan and I are completely aligned that you have to claim a space, whether it's the dining room table or whether it's a, the spare bedroom. The more space you have, like I said last episode, if you have a door as an option, that's the room you should take. You got to claim a space. And that way, if you do want to say work a little loose, like, you know, there is a period of time where maybe you want to just read some emails on the couch. You are claiming that you're now in the house when you leave that space. If you and your spouse communicate that up front, that the office is the office and please treat me like I'm away at work when mm -hmm. I'm in this space. That is the big thing. You're telling me if I'm going to approach you, I should approach with caution because you are in your designated workspace. And so that's one of the other reasons I feel it's important to do that is so you don't do things like walk right by the person when they're on a, a video conference or start talking to them when you don't see that they have an earbud in or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But it's communication is what I was originally going to say. So it's about communication and that communication is, okay, this is my workspace when I'm in it. Please treat me like I'm away at work, not walking up unannounced. If they have a door, text them, email them, whatever it is, but don't just walk in. That'd be just like walking into someone's office unannounced. And I mean, which you wouldn't go in to Mr. Hampton's office unannounced and just walk in and start talking to him if he was away at work. Well, he works from home 100% of the time. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to let them know that. But he travels, whatever. You wouldn't show up if he's on the road. But anyway. Well, it's funny because it's business as usual for him some, somewhat because like there are people who are working remotely already. So this is probably pretty comical to them to see all of us non-remote workers having to change our lives. <laughs> and what is awesome about what you just said is you just transitioned me into my next point. Yeah. Believe it or not, working from home with someone else that works from home is more difficult when you have someone that does it all the time. This is where communication comes in. And if you're that person, you need to speak up. Don't assume the person, the other person knows how you feel. When Mrs. Danzig started working from the office or, or from home, all of a sudden, it wasn't on purpose, but just she kind of came in like a wrecking ball. Pardon the Miley Cyrus reference. <laughs> But I felt like, hey, whoa, easy killer. This is my safe space and you're just trouncing around all over it. So it's actually harder to adjust sometimes when one of you is used to it and the other isn't. So you've got to talk about that. You've got to say that. Perfect example. I was walking Prince Maximilian Duché, came in the front door after our walk and she had moved from the dining room. She's chosen not to use her uh, home office right now. She's working in the dining room. She apparently wants to be on a completely different floor than me. And she wasn't there. So when I walked in, you know, I took his leash off and then I went back and I very loudly made myself a beverage. She was sitting on the couch. It looked like she was reading her email. So I didn't say anything. But the ice maker was loud. I poured my drink. I'm sure to her it sounded like I was ridiculously loud. Later that day, she's like, you know, I was on a video call when you were making all that noise. And I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm like, well, no, you were sitting on the couch. Friends was on the television. You didn't go shh or start waving your hand fr frantically above your head. And so I told her, I said, 
what I just said to you about respecting the dining room as her office, and I'll know that, but that if she's going to work somewhere else and there's a do not disturb, give me a signal. I actually have a bobblehead Elvis that I am giving to her at the end of the day today, and anytime she is on a call or wants to do like a do not disturb, bobblehead Elvis is going to be up uh, by her wherever she is, and that tells me Oh, proceed with caution. Yeah, totally. I just, one other note. I also recommend don't have the TV on. It could be so disruptive. And I know there's people out there who they're like, oh, I like the noise or I like the distraction. But I, while I understand that some people do like that, I feel if you are on a video conference and somebody notices your TV is on, they might kind of question uh, what what you're doing and if you're truly working. And, and again, I'm not saying that it doesn't work or it does work for people, but I would just say be mindful of of your situation. And and also, because I here's the thing, I know a lot of people are saying I'm, I'm so much more productive working from home. I don't get dis- distracted by coworkers and whatnot. And that's great that you're getting work done, but you also want to make sure that you know, people, I, I hate to say it, but I want people, you would want people to know that you're doing that great work. And sometimes the TV can make it look like it's not. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And what's funny is if I was in the first couple years of working from home and I've done it on and off for a long time, for actually almost 20 years, the first couple of years, I, w- I, I did have my TV on in my office. Of course, I was on mute during calls and interviews and things. And I, I used to like it as the background noise. I, I agree with you today. I, I don't think it's good. I think you should be in a specific setting. I think mm-hmm. you should have, and you still have the freedom of working from home. I walk my dog at lunch. How awesome is that, right? Yeah. My last quick tip, and you actually already referenced it. The reason you don't want to work from bed is because bed is, that's your bed. That's your, yeah. your personal home space. So you do need to do things to make sure there is a separation between working from home and living at home. So- Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, I, I agree with you on that. You've got, you've got to have your, your sanctuary and uh, because how you can't de-stress or, you know, just kind of calm yourself if everything, every space in your house becomes work. So I totally agree with that one. And I even, I, I have the luxury and I feel like I'm lucky. Like not everybody has as much space as I do. I have a sunroom in my house and I also, that's a no laptop zone for me. Uh, not even I work, love but, that. Anna. Yeah, that but no, awesome. no laptop. I will bring my Kindle in there to read pleasure reading, you know, but I have places in, in my house that are just a hundred percent technology or you know, 99.9% technology free so that I do have places I can go and just relax. Again, I know not everybody has that luxury, but if you can somewhat take spaces and and make them technology free and put this as your, this is my relaxation zone, even if it's just your bed, uh, do it because we, everybody needs to decompress from work, from all the bad stuff that's happening out there. And uh, I have one tip. And you're going to laugh at me because it's it's just a, such a me answer. But I was reading an article. I think it was like in Allure or something, some ladies magazine. And they're like, now is a good time to take up virtual yoga. And I have to say, I 100% agree with that. <laughs> because and you're, Yeah, you laugh because I'm, I'm, I'm a yogi already. I love yoga and I'm, I miss my studio, but I've been doing it uh, virtually as much as I can. But 
I really feel like if you can take up something new to help you relax and to help your mind, your body, your soul, do it. And it doesn't have to be yoga. Maybe it's a Zumba class or maybe it's just, I don't know, meditation, whatever it is, find something that will help take you away from the twilight zone. And that's my, my additional tip. That is excellent advice. And I think that's great advice, even if we were all to find out that we're back in our offices, you mm-hmm. know, of course, we not being me, but if you're all back in your offices in two weeks, there are things we can take away from this. And one of those things is exactly what you just said, finding something new or yeah. reconnecting with an old uh, love of yours and just using it as your you time. Yeah. And and that's huge. I actually am going to read a book today that's been sitting on my shelf waiting to be read for six weeks. And yeah. I decided that I'm going to spend X amount of time daily just reading non-work related mm-hmm. items. It's definitely a time to develop positive self-rewarding habits I will tell you the the one positive feedback I consistently received from the last podcast was the utilization of the calendar and planning personal time as well. Oh yeah. And you know, that reminds me one other tip, and I think this is a good one, you know, and I, I, I apologize. I probably should have made a list ahead of time, but whatever. <laughs> Who but, has time for a list right now, Hannah? Right? I'm just surprised we found out how we could figure out how our computers work. No today. kidding. No kidding. No, but another tip, and I, I actually personally, this works for me too. Get dressed for work. Don't wear your pajamas all day. Again, it's about that mental separation, those boundaries. That's why I don't work from bed. But also, I'm not going to bring kind of bed to my office. So I have noticed that when I put, like if I put on a sweater or maybe a sweatshirt and jeans or something that I would, you know, I I work in a casual work environment. So jeans and a t-shirt is totally acceptable at my office. But if I put on what I normally wear to work, that also puts you in the mindset to work. But if you wear like pajamas to your office, and fi- I, I think it'd be funny to be showing up in a Zoom or a video conference wearing pajamas. So again, if you've got video conferences, think about putting your best face forward. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just dress for work and, and, and stay with those routines because that is going to also help you be more successful. And also, you know, you think about it, if I if I saw my spouse wearing pajamas, I would assume that they weren't working that day. So that can also help create those boundaries if you're sharing your space with somebody else that, hey, I'm in my work clothes, I'm in the work zone. And then when you're done, feel free to get back in your pajamas. You do you. But, you know, whatever you can do to help create those boundaries, create those mental boundaries so that you can provide your uh, best work. Uh, given our scenario that we're all in. You could not be more spot on. And that was actually something that I was I was teetering back on forth, back and forth on whether or not to bring that up on this episode or to, like you said, actually have a list and make something a little more structured. But that is, I mean, that is crucial advice. Mm-hmm. That is part of the boundaries. It's mixing it all together, play, putting it all together with the routine piece that I think you should take it further. Not only do I think you should have the exact same morning routine as far as your personal grooming, dressing, showering. Uh, since we don't have the commute, 
I recommend making your bed before you leave. And I even recommend joking, like you mentioned before, where some of you were doing some crib-style videos. Yeah. This is my commute to work. So I still make my coffee the same way. I get dressed. Yeah. I do think that the first week or two, it was fun to kind of work in your quote unquote jammies and it's kind of, <laughs> it was kind of part of the healing process or the coping mechanism with all of this going on. But after a week or so, the pajamas, it, it's, it's a no go. It's got to stop. It's yeah. time to feel professional by doing the same routines, talking the same way to your coworkers, scheduling things, actually creating probably a little more discipline than you had in the first place for some. Uh, so that's where you can walk away with it from this situation uh, a little better off, a little stronger yeah. is structure, well, you, organization, yeah. and, and make those Make those dates. If your partner used to come visit you uh, every couple of weeks for lunch, make sure that you're scheduling times where you are having lunch on the patio or if you want to walk to the park, as long as you're somewhere where people respect social distancing, whatever it is, those are things that you can do to keep establishing that separation. Right. And I'll tell you, Mrs. Danzig and I, Skype more than ever right now with us being just one floor apart. And that's, that's how we communicate when we're going to do things. What do you want for dinner this evening? Just like we would do if she was away at the office um, or, hey, can I take you out to lunch later? And that means uh, let's come downstairs and make your lean cuisine and my salad together. Whatever nice. it is, it's that structure. And you can still yeah. find things to replace the pajamas with something new and fun. As a matter of fact, what I'm doing tomorrow is because, as you know, I have a pretty massive t-shirt collection from concerts and events and things. I'm going to wear a different t-shirt every day starting tomorrow, as long as I can. That's nice. what I'm doing to break it up. That's my fun. Other than that, it's business as usual. There you go. All right. Any parting words, Ms. Hampton? Oh, just everyone. Okay. Number one, if stay at home. If you don't have to, if you're not essential, and you are able to stay at home, stay at home. I feel like I, I see a lot of great memes out there about how I feel like you feel like you're in the kindergarten class and there's that one kid who keeps you from recess. Like, don't be that kid. Stay home. Let's flatten the curve. I just I can't say it enough. Please stay home if you don't have to go anywhere. And if you are going to the grocery store, Go alone. Don't bring the whole family. Again, we have to do the right things to stop this. I feel I was reading an article about people who are somewhat in denial and refuse to follow these rules. And you guys are going to ruin it for everybody else. And think about this. You might be strong enough to handle this. But if you get the coronavirus and pass it along to somebody who passes it along to somebody who can't make it, don't be responsible for the death of somebody. It's that serious. So Stay home, stay home, stay home, stay home. Hannah, thank you for making the time. I know you're very busy and you've got a lot going on. I always love uh, when we do to get to catch up and we haven't. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking even less than usual in these times because we've had to, to deal with different things. But I love it. Stay at home. Don't be that person. I think that's what it really comes down to. And I'm going to steal your tagline. I think it's the best way to close. When it's all said and done, as we deal with this, let's just make sure we put the human back in human resources. Have a great day.